The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. Well, what, what did you expect? I mean, what happens when things don't go as expected? Like, you know, everybody votes for this hideous sweater. I mean, that's not, that's not what you expect. And what happens when life... Uh, doesn't go as you planned or you expected or you hoped and you're filled with disappointment and frustration. I, I, I don't know about you. For me, uh, my view of the holidays, I kind of have like a Thomas Kincaid picture of how the holiday season is supposed to go. And so I have like the images in my mind and before it ever starts, I kind of have an expectation of the way things are supposed to be. And then that's shattered when I'm having emergency surgery in the middle of the holiday season or I'm holding one of my kids in the ER, or I don't know, we're spending 14 days in quarantine right through Thanksgiving, and or frankly, it's just straight up 2020. I mean, it's just not what you expect, and then how do you you respond, and what do you do? And And then you start to wonder, is this just the way it's gonna be? I mean, we're just gonna finish out 2020, always just waiting for the next shoe to fall, right? just waiting for another thing to go wrong. And then you kind of wonder like, would anything turn it around? Like, could anything surprise us and just be better? Could could 2021 be better? Could anything happen that would be surprising, that would be shocking? Like, I I don't want to sound, you know, speaking in a church environment to be like, I mean, could God really show up and do anything to like turn this whole situation around? And that was really what Luke was writing about when he, when he was trying to capture the context of the nativity, of the moment when God becomes a man. So I'm gonna give you a little context and then we're just gonna jump right in to the story of how this kind of, how Christmas began or like the kind of first indications of Christmas. So here's the context of this guy, Luke, who's writing about it. Luke is a Greek man. He's a physician, highly educated, who hears about the story of Jesus from Christians, from the early church. He becomes so captivated by these Christians that he becomes curious about what they believe about Jesus. So he begins to investigate the life of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus from these eyewitnesses. And as he's exploring it, he becomes so convinced, even though he's this Greek pagan outsider, he becomes so convinced that Jesus is God that he not only begins to believe and he begins to follow, but he begins to tell others about Jesus. And he writes a two-volume account of the life of Jesus and the early church. And that gets included in the Bible. It's called the Gospel of Luke. It's one of the four Gospels. Uh, and he writes the book of Acts. And in the book of Luke, uh, where you kind of get the first indications of Christmas, he captures this almost absurd moment where God interrupts a perpetual 2020. I mean, I know this has been a really long march, but uh, imagine like 2020, like every year, And that's kind of what the nation of Israel was going through. And so when you jump in, you kind of get this glimpse. Here we go. We're going to jump into Luke chapter 1. And he's writing about this moment. He said, God sent the angel Gabriel. By the way, there's only two angels named in the Bible. 
And uh, Gabriel is one of them. He says, so God sends the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And then the angel goes on to tell her, hey, surprise, you're going to get pregnant. Even though you're, you're not going to be with any man, and the father is God, and you're going to be pregnant with the son of God. An angel shows up and says, Mary, surprise. I am interrupting, and I am disrupting this crazy normal, the chaos of the world you live in. So Mary, here is this, uh, you know, teenage engaged girl living in poverty and anonymity, and an angel shows up and says, hey, you're going to conceive, and you're going to give birth to the Son of God. Surprise. And, he, and, in, and in this moment, he's saying, I want to show up, and I'm going to interrupt everything about the chaos and the mess and the, and the pain and the, and the disorder in the life and the world you live in. I'm going to, I'm going to I'm going to interrupt your life. I'm going to interrupt the life of your nation. I'm going to transform the world through you. Mary responds, maybe the way you might have responded. How will this be? How can this happen? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. That seems like a fair question. Uh, If your children ask, you can explain it. I won't. Uh, The angel answered. So this is Gabriel's response. The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. For no word from God will ever fail. And in this phrase, he all, it, it interprets something like this. Nothing is too wonderful for God or is anything impossible for God. Mary's asking a very reasonable question. How is this possible? You might be thinking about that as we come to a conclusion of 2020. I mean, how is it possible anything good could come out of this year? How how is it possible when my Thomas Kincaid view of the world is interrupted, that anything could get turned around when you're you're struggling through this season, that you're wondering, when life is not as you expect, how can you imagine that anything good could come out of this. And Mary's just wondering how this is possible. And the angel says, is anything too wonderful for God? Is there anything impossible that God can't do? And of course, the the double negative can be translated. God can do anything. And there is, and everything God does is wonderful and amazing. And so Mary's response to the angel's reply is, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. And Mary's response is, God, you do what only you can do. I'm the Lord's servant. And in this, of course, there's only one moment in all of history where God shows up and causes a virgin woman to conceive and then give birth to the Son of God. So I'm not looking at this as some pattern in our lives, but there is a pattern in that God didn't want to just show up in Mary's life and, and, and put the Son of God into her, but God wants to bring his life into every one of us. And so there's a principle that every one of us can apply from the life and the example of Mary, and it's this that every one of us can welcome God's wonderful arrival. So the wonder of Christmas is that every one of us can welcome God's arrival 
in our lives. We can respond and say, God, I, I welcome you in my life. Here's the thing, when things get out of control, when things get chaotic, when, when life is not as we expect, right? When, when, you know, what did you expect? And you're carrying disappointment and frustration. Here's what often we can do. We can try to take control. So we, we kind of like go, okay, this is out of control. And we try to take control and we can become control freaks or we can get paranoid or we can just become workaholics, all trying to take control of very out of control circumstances. Or we get angry and frustrated and dejected and we, and we allow the life around us to become trouble in us. When our when you look at the world around you and, and the Thomas Kincaid picture of the holidays seems not just disrupted, but it seems broken and fractured. He, here's the reality. that the re, You ever notice that like the more you try to take control, the more out of control the situation seems to become? You, you ever notice that like when your reaction to out of control situations is anger or frustration or, you know, like you have some like, visceral response, that it just causes the situation to spiral even more out of control. It just gets worse. Well, the, the reason is because we live in a broken world. The Thomas Kincaid picture of the way the world should be is broken, and we help break it. I don't mean you initially broke it. I just mean that our responses and our reactions cause it to break even worse. You wonder why? What broke the world around us is a spiritual force called sin. And it's at work in every one of us, and it's disrupting our world, and it's disrupting the world. Sin, this spiritual force that is at work in every one of us, it is not native to who you are, but it is part of who you are. This enemy was planted inside of you from before you were born, and so you were born with an instinct to push away from God and do what you want. The problem is that sin, which pushes us away from God, corrupts what we want, so that we want the wrong thing. And it wrecks our life. It, it disrupts everything. It causes chaos and trouble and pain and suffering. Again, I'm not blaming you for the chaos around you. What I am saying is that the broken world, broken by sin, is corrupting everything. And then you and I add to that brokenness and corruption because we have sin at work in us. And the problem is that the sin in us sets us up for failure and pain and trouble and ultimately not just death, but forever death far away from God. So that's the, the bad news. And, and so the, the trouble is that things are not as we expect, not just because the world is broken, but because we're broken. And, and then we can sit there and go, could anything turn this around? Could anything, excuse me, <coughs> I think I'm allergic to this sweater. And by the way, I, I'm good. Don't have to worry about me coughing. <coughs> Since I'm already got my antibodies, I'm good to go. You don't have to worry about me. In fact, never mind. Um, I was going to go down that road, but we won't. Uh, here, here's, I, I just felt the need to explain the fact that I'm coughing. You're all, you should be okay. All right, here's the thing. Um, we're broken. Sin is corrupting us. We live in a messed up, broken world. But what is, what is God's response? What does God do? Well, let's jump back into this story. Here we are, right? How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So what does God do? God shows up. And the challenge we have in every one of our lives is that we need to welcome Jesus in. 
this is my challenge to you, that we, we welcome Jesus in to our lives. I, I, love, I, I love this sequence. Follow me here. This is going to be really important in your life. The angel shows up to Mary and says, God is with you. You're blessed. You're favored by God. God is with you. And, and I would encourage all of you to know this. God is with you. He is nearby you. He is not a faraway God. I know the world seems chaotic. I know the politics seem chaotic. I know the economy seems crazy right now. I know that there's a lot of distress and a lot of troubles, but God is nearby you. God is with you. But then the angel says, not only is God with you, God is going to come on you. He's going to overshadow you. God is going to envelop all of your chaos. He's going to envelop you with his peace, with his presence. But it's up to you on whether you will welcome him in. So God is with you. God will come on you. But do you want him to come in your life? So this was now it was kind of up to Mary. Okay, God is with me. God is present in my life. God wants to come on my life. God can come over your finances. God, can, God wants to be on your life. But it's up to you on whether you want to invite him in your life. And so it was up to Mary. See, God is a gentleman. God doesn't just show up and say, this is what I will do. He's waiting for an invitation. Will you welcome me in? And Mary says to him, I am the Lord's servant. Do to me as you desire, as you wish, right? And so this is our moment. God is with me, so it gives me a peace and a confidence. I know God is present. I know God is present in this broken world. I know that God is present in the messiness of the life that I live in. I know that God is present in my home. I know that God can come on my life, and he can come on my situations. But the question is whether or not am I willing to welcome Jesus in my life. And so this is this kind of moment of like, am I going to open the door of my life to God? And so my, my challenge would you right now, would you welcome Jesus in your life? Not just God with you, Emmanuel, God with us. Not just the Holy Spirit overshadowing us, God on us. But are you willing to say, yes, I want God in my life. And so first, for those of you that you, maybe you've never opened that door of your life to God, can I challenge you and encourage you to consider saying yes to Jesus? And if you're making that decision, would you let us know? Text the name Jesus to 41411. One of the pastors on our team is going to get that text and is going to follow up with you so we can give you a next step on how you can continue, not only begin, but continue this new relationship with God in your life. And so now I want to, I want to push a little further with this. So many of us, we're content with having God near us. We're content with having God with us. But the question is, am I going to allow God in my life? And what part did Mary play? Just think about it. What, mar what part did Mary play in, being con in conceiving the Son of God? Here's the reality. The only thing she could, she could do nothing except accept. And for you, when you make a decision to say yes to Jesus, the rest of your life will come down to this. You can't do anything except accept. You don't earn salvation. You don't deserve salvation. You don't earn forgiveness and you don't deserve forgiveness. You accept God's love. You accept God's mercy. You accept 
God's forgiveness, his goodness, his grace, his riches, his calling, his purposes in your life. See, really, it is not about what we can do for God. It's not what I can do to earn my way to God. It is simply about my ability to do nothing except accept. And so my challenge to you is this. Some of you, 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 I mean, you think about Mary, right? Like, could she ignore that moment? That, that's absurd. That, how, how could she possibly ignore? I don't think so, right? How can you ignore this moment? But could she dismiss the angel or resist? And I think so many times we get into a, we get into a, a habit where we can just dismiss this news of God rather than welcoming him in. We just dismiss him. No, I, I think that's impossible. You're going to dismiss God but you also don't resist God. We welcome him in. But sometimes people don't, they don't, res, they don't dismiss or resist, but they do try to assist God. And you and I, we don't get to assist God. We do nothing except accept. And I want to encourage you, the degree to which you're going to enjoy your relationship with God will come down to the amount that you're willing to accept from God. You've received the amount of forgiveness that you've been willing to accept. You've received the amount of love that you've been willing to accept, the amount of mercy that you've been willing to accept. See, it's, it's about accepting the riches, the, the goodness, the love, the favor of God. And so I'm gonna encourage you, would you just expand your reach and open your heart to accepting just more of God? Accept more love from God. Accept more forgiveness from God. He is rich in mercy, abounding in love. His, the wealth of God's favor on your life is overwhelming if you and I would simply accept. Welcome him in. But now let's take it a step further. I want to I challenge you a little bit more. Here's the, here's the angel's uh, response. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. He's going to do something amazing when he comes in you. And so I want to challenge you this. You're not just welcoming Jesus in. You're welcoming Jesus into every part of your life. Some of you, you, you treat God like a guest for the holidays, if you're allowed to have guests. It's a little weird. Okay, you, if you're like us, and I hope I'm not saying too much and my family will get upset with me, so I'm gonna try to be careful here. But in our house, we have rooms that we don't want any guests to go. I like the bedrooms, those are kind of off limits, right? And so we don't care what the bedrooms look like when our guests come over. Even family, we have family over. So here's what we do in our house. We clean up the dining room, we clean up the kitchen, clean up the living room. We even have a, this little front living room area that we kind of have doors on that we can close, but we clean that up so it looks nice. And uh, there's only one, there's a half bath on the main floor. So figure, you know, you got a bunch of people over, you might need another bathroom. So we, we, have, the, we have the downstairs bathroom cleaned up. So, if has, so then because, because they might use the downstairs, you got to clean the, the hallway, you know, the stairway, you got to clean the area around. So like the point is we don't clean the whole house. Right, all right, amen, that's good, right? We, we just clean the parts that, we, that we're gonna allow them to go. You with me so far? And you treat God like a guest in your home for the holidays. You think, number one, you gotta clean it up before God shows up, and it doesn't work like that. God says, welcome me in and let me clean it up. I mean, imagine that. Imagine you could just invite the guests and be like, hey, have at it. Go clean it all up. Wherever you wanna go, go clean it up. Uh, okay, so... so you don't have to clean it before God shows up. God will clean it up after he shows up. 
Second, you don't get to call the boundaries of where God gets to go. No, think about it. God wants to show up to the Virgin Mary, this teenage girl who's engaged to be married. God shows up and says, I'm going to overshadow you. I'm going to take over. I'm coming in and your whole body's going to change. Now, I don't know anything about this other than being a little bit supportive to Laura along the way. But I can tell you from just pure observation that everything changed about her life. In fact, I knew she was pregnant the first time before she did. Because Laura's pretty cold, like meaning, I don't mean personality, she's wonderfully warm. I mean, uh, I think I have to be really careful how I, how I this. Um, like she needs lots of blankets and like she needs to stay warm. And, and when, Laura got pregnant with our oldest, with Rebecca. One night, we're in bed, and all the covers went flying off. And I went, hmm, this is different. And I knew immediately, I, I said, she's pregnant. I know it. And, and sure enough, I was right. I, like, everything changed. Like, the temperature of her body changed. Every, we don't, we're not going to go there, right? We're not going to get into details. You already know what I'm saying. So here, here's my point. Like, God wants to come in you, and he wants to transform you and he wants to change every aspect of you and all you got to do is just let him come into every part of your life I mean he wants to change your reactions your attitude and he, here's what you and I do we're okay allowing God into um, our spiritual life but we don't want him into our financial life we're saying God it's okay if you come into my friendships but don't mess with my home it's okay if you, if you come into my, uh, you know, devotional life, but don't, don't try to come into my workplace life. Leave that alone. That's mine, right? And so we compartmentalize God, but God doesn't want to be compartmentalized. He, he wants us to welcome him in. Like Mary said, God, you, I'm your servant. You can come wherever you want, do what you want. And my encouragement, my challenge to you is would you welcome God into every aspect, every part of your life? And so a challenge to you is this. What, what parts of your life are you kind of keeping God at a distance? There, there's doors in your life. There's rooms in your home that you're going like, yeah, you, don't go there. Don't mess with that. Don't, don't God, don't, don't tell me how to manage my desires. These are mine. And I don't want you telling me that they're right or wrong. God, this is my relationship, and you don't get to have a say in that. These are my finances. You stay out of that room. So I want to challenge you. What rooms in your life are you trying to keep God out of, but right now you need to welcome him in? You say, God, you have access to every room and every door in my home. You come on in. You're not just a guest. You live in my life. This is your home. You can do whatever you want in it. You can have access to every space and every place. I'm yours, God. I'm your servant. Do as you desire. Now, with that, let me, let me give you some encouragement because this series is called Wonder because there's the wonder of when the world was dark and gloomy and things were broken and messed up. God's response was not to send lightning or another 10 commandments. God doesn't send a priest or a pastor. He shows up. And so Gabriel, the angel, arrives to Mary and says, I have a message from God himself. I just left heaven. And I want to show up and let you know that, a hum that, that there's going to be a human from heaven. 
that Jesus isn't going to be like God and God isn't going to be like a man. The God man Jesus is arriving and you are going to give birth. God is going to overshadow you and come in you. You're going to give birth and God, and all you can do is just welcome him in. This is the miracle. And what this should do is like Mary, it should fill us with wonder how God could show up and arrive in a year like 2020 and transform our hearts and transform our lives and transform our relationships and our finances and our community that God can do the impossible and like the angel Gabriel said, is anything impossible for God? There's things right now that you put boundaries on. You said, yeah, that can't happen. And God's just standing by waiting and saying, watch what I can do if you will welcome me in. And so listen to this. Here's Mary's response. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. Another translation says, my soul magnifies the Lord. I love that picture. Think about what a, what a magnifying glass does. A magnifying glass doesn't make the object bigger. It changes your perspective on the object. It gives you a closer view, a magnified view of what already exists. And when you get a closer view, it fills you with wonder. She goes, my soul magnifies the Lord. When I look at God, when I gaze at God, I get a bigger view of who God is and his love and his goodness and his mercy. And my spirit begins to celebrate God who is my savior for he has been mindful of me his in my humble state his servant from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me holy is his name and so my challenge is when you when you welcome Jesus in and you welcome him in every aspect of your life what should begin to happen is that you are filled by the wonder of God's arrival you're filled with wonder at God showing up and not just showing up with you or showing up on you, but showing up in you to transform you. This should fill us with wonder. We should be filled with awe. We, we don't have to look at how difficult the world around us is. We know it's difficult. And next year will have its challenges. And every year will have its difficulties. And I'm not being pessimistic. This is just the reality of life. But when we see God in us and at work in every aspect of our life and we've welcomed him in the son of God in our life and he begins to change and transform you, you know it's amazing is first in Mary's life it was just a little secret only she knew what was going on and then as she began to change as God began to transform her life others began to notice now, it got her in a little bit of trouble because they're wondering how and why she's pregnant without being married, especially when you think 2,000 years ago. So her, you know, her fiance is not too happy about this, but so God reveals his plan through another angel to Joseph. The point is, when God comes in your life, first you know, and you begin to experience the changes, and then others begin to notice. And then it becomes so obvious that you can't hide it anymore. Everybody begins to notice. And if that, if you want that to begin to happen in your life, you welcome him in. But then at some point you begin to celebrate. You say, God, this is amazing. This is one of my soul 
magnifies the Lord. I want a bigger view of God. And as I begin to get a grander view of God, I am amazed by God. I begin to worship God in the wonder of who he is and what he's done through his arrival. So I'm I'm just gonna challenge you. Maybe some of you just need to welcome Jesus in. Others of you, there's some doors you've left closed. And you need to invite him into every aspect of your life and still others of you. God has done some amazing things in your life, but rather than having a magnified view of God, you have a reduced view of God. You've looked at God through the peephole and your, your attitude and your view of God is limited and weak. Like Mary, you need to begin, my soul magnifies the Lord and I will begin to worship him in the wonder of his greatness. And so you you need one of those three responses. There's one of those that you can apply right now. And so can I encourage you, would you take a moment, identify the one that you need to respond, the way you need to respond right now. Make that commitment. And then I want you to begin to sing with us as we celebrate the amazing arrival of God. God who became a man right? The son of God became the son of man so the sons of men could become the sons of God. That's worth celebrating, God's arrival. So would you take a moment, would you pray before we worship? Take that moment right now. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.